Welcome to the Baxtonia Podcast, a podcast about life and faith by Kevin Baxter. You will find more resources, downloads, and be able to support the podcast by exploring Baxtonia.com. Today's episode is a recorded sermon from Trinity Sunday asking the question, what does it mean for us to boast in Christ? From Romans 5, verses 1 to 11. Therefore, since we are all justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we are still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, we will be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more surely, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And a reading from the Doctrine of Faith by Emanuel Swedenborg. It is one thing, though, when we love our neighbors, for the benefit or service they offer us, and another thing to love them for the benefit or service we offer them. Even when we are evil, we can love our neighbor for the benefit or service they offer us. But only when we are good can we love our neighbors for the benefit or service we offer them. Then we are loving to do good because it is good, loving useful service because we have a desire to be of use. Good morning. Good morning. Throughout the Christian world today, uh, we are celebrating something called Trinity Sunday. And this is a time where kind of after we've focused on several other aspects of God, kind of in isolation, we focus on all of them together in their largest, wholest form. So today, Trinity Sunday, we look at not just one of the aspects, but all of the aspects in which God touches our lives. We experience God through the awesomeness of creation. We experience the love of Christ as we read in Scripture and the Holy Spirit radiating throughout the world in sometimes quiet and sometimes ferociously loud tones. God teaches us over 
and over again the message of love and the message that we should spread that love throughout the world. For anybody who is in the class this morning, we talked a little bit about Swedenborg's concept of usefulness or of use. Kind of the most famous book written was a man named Wilson Van Dusen who wrote a small pamphlet more than a book on uses. But he uses, he uses an example to try and convey this concept to people. And he doesn't pick a big, powerful example. He picks the example of a shoe salesman. Now, in this day and age of, uh, I think, going to shoe stores, you, you don't have many traditional shoe salesmen anymore. Most, most stores just let us go in and put whatever on our feet. But for anyone who's ever gone to a store that actually has shoe salesmen, it is a completely different experience. A person who really knows about footwear. You tell them what you want, they bring suggestions over to you. I've only had it happen once or twice in my life where for some reason I wound up with a real shoe salesman. And this person, when you try on a couple shoes, they know the cut of certain manufacturers emphasizes a certain width, a certain narrowness, a, a wideness of toe, a tightness of heel, the type of sole. And as you try on shoes, they can actually bring you shoes that you would never have picked out for yourself because they've learned through you trying on some shoes what it is that your foot truly wants. A masterful shoe salesman. There was a time when all shoe stores had masterful shoe salesmen, but it is less so now. The idea of the shoe salesman who simply points you to where the shoe is in many ways, they don't necessarily care about you and your foot. They just are a store clerk who wants you to shop there. They want the paycheck, they want the money. But the shoe salesman who takes the time to say, put this on, how does it feel? How are you using it? Are you standing for long periods of time? Are you using this for walking? What type of heel would best help you when you go about your day. The person who in their salesman is not out in the salesmanship is not out to necessarily get you the most expensive shoe. Not like a commission sort of thing. But the one who is there because they really care about your foot experience. That's kind of a menial example to talk about the standard design of creation, isn't it? I mean, we can talk about loving people by ending all sorts of horrible world problems. In fact, many people do. Many people will preach and say we have to end all of the problems of the world. But you know what? What if every time we went shopping, the person who had to work with us actually cared about what our daily needs were? What if it wasn't about selling the product because they want to make money, but that they were facilitating your health and happiness. And for anyone who has ever had to work all day on their feet, a good pair of shoes is incredible. To not, after three hours, start to get tired because of the ache of your foot. For someone to actually care about that says that they are doing more than selling you something. They are providing you service. 
And Swedenborg's concept of use is one where each of us in our entirety have been created to benefit the world around us. And the way in which we do that and the exact nature is different for each person. Because God has no use for two of the same thing. I don't know if that makes sense. God has no use for two of the same thing, which means each one of you are special. Each one of you are unique. Each one of you are valuable. Each one of you have the ability to love in a way that nobody else can love. Whether a person works in the medical field, whether the person's in sales, whether the person's a teacher, whether the person is just a pedestrian, caring about the people around you is what we are called to do by God. God created us, each of us, out of love to love. This is creation itself. This is the beauty of the world. So when we talk about Trinity Sunday of God the Father, the beauty of the fact that you exist is to love. And that picture of the divine is married to our Lord, to Jesus, who gave us a picture of what it means to love selflessly. We know that there is no greater gift than to lay your life down for the life of another. And the Lord does this as we hear in the reading from Romans today, not just laying their life down for their fellow citizen, not for their family member. Laying, the Lord lays his life down for people who are actively attempting to kill him. For exactly the opposite of what love is, he lays his life down. Now, I want to be clear, because I, I, like, I always like to say this when I talk about love, because love is a really confusing concept. We have lots of unhealthy love in this world. Love is not doing what other people want. Jesus did not come here and give everybody riches. Jesus did not come here and say, go ahead and do whatever you want. Jesus' death and his resurrection gave us what we needed not what we wanted. Love means giving people what they need, not necessarily what they want. Creation creates us out of love, but does not give us our wants. It gives us our needs. The Lord's love that is taught to us is not about us getting our wants. It's about how do we get our need, and our need is to love. So the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit comes to us, not giving us what we need, but what we want. And what the Holy Spirit gives us is an opportunity for us to love more fully. Because the Holy Spirit passes through us. We are God's hands in the world. In some ways, we might even say that when we look at the Trinity, we are the ultimate end of what the Trinity is. The Trinity exists for us. Creation, the love of the Lord, and the proceeding of the Holy Spirit exists that we may 
love and nurture the people and the world around us. When we do this, we do exactly what is talked about in Romans. We are boasting about God through Christ. When we love, and in our mind when we love and we link that to God, we may not be standing on the street corner yelling. We may not do it in a way that somebody realizes. But when our action is one which is based in love for the good of the people around us, we are boasting our place, the place that the Lord created for us, and the gifts that the Lord gave us. We are boasting For God through the Lord. This is the advocate of the Holy Spirit working through us. A Zoroastrian friend once told me, and I like saying that because not a whole lot of people have Zoroastrian friends. There aren't that many Zoroastrians around. But he once told me, well, my tradition is based in this one simple thing. Right thought, right word, right deed. And I went, wow. Wow. I hope all traditions are based in that. You can't get much better than those six simple words. And I think to myself about the Trinity, you know, right thought, understanding you're created from love. Right word, learning and speaking out of love and doing and living out of love. That's right thought, right word, right deed. Those three concepts radiate throughout Christianity, radiate in Zoroastrianism, radiate through most every single tradition because the Lord, because God is bigger than just one group of people. God reaches us in so many different ways and the Trinity is experienced in so many different ways by so many different people. For us on this Trinity Sunday, Right thought equates to Father, the right word equates to Jesus, and the right word, the right deed equates to the Holy Spirit. When they are all united, that's the fullness of existence. What is it to be nice but not to actually feel good about the person you're being nice to? I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience. But certainly when... Well, maybe I'll go back to that shoe salesman. Maybe when somebody comes in and is not nice to the salesperson, and they have to be nice, because if they're not nice back to that person, they lose their shoe salesman job. What happens when you have to be nice to people who aren't nice to you is we feel degraded. We feel like we're put in a lower place. Somehow, we need to find in our hearts... When we hit those places, we need to remember that love can happen against people who are trying to kill you. And we need to find the words to unify ourselves. What is it if we think and we say the right thing, but we don't do the thing? We, we become only part of a person. Trinity Sunday is not just celebrating the fact that the Trinity exists. It's about finding the balance in our own spiritual lives. It's about realizing that each of these things, creation, the Lord's life, and the Holy Spirit, come into us and make us full. All of our hurt, all of our sadness, can be answered through the Trinity. By either shifting our understanding of 
what creation is, by us shifting our notion of what love is, and by us shifting what it means for us to live in the world. That brings us heaven on earth, and that brings us peace. I cannot help but in this time election years are so difficult. I don't like to talk about politics. What I like to talk about is people's behaviors. And what I can say is on Facebook, on the street corner, it doesn't matter to me. People can have their opinions. But when people on either a Republican, Democrat, or Independent side start saying some of the things they say about other people and claim that they're talking truth, I'm dumbfounded. Because their language is not language of love. It's language of hate and fear. I'm not claiming one side of the aisle or the other. It's there. It's everywhere. Truth is found in love, compassion, and hope. That's what the Bible teaches us. That's what the Trinity calls us to. So on Trinity Sunday, let's raise our eyes above just the words that we say when we talk about the Trinity and lift our souls up to understand that truth is about the balance of all of those things. When we hear the people in power talk and we don't see a message that is born from love about caring and about helping us care about each other, we need to question whether or not that is truth. We need to think about that message at the electoral cycle, but we also need to think about that message if we're a shoe salesman. We need to ask ourselves, are we living to love the people we are working with? The doctrine of use that Swedenborg offers is about the fullness of the human life. The fullness of the human life is an image of God, which is why the fullness of the Trinity and the fullness of human life are linked. So let us boast to the Lord of the fullness of the triune God by living lives that are about the fullness of our spirit. Amen. Thank you listening to the Bextonia podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes or by going to bextonia.com where you can find other resources and support the podcast. <laughs>